Hello, hello, and welcome to The Feelings Pod. My name is Sabrina Amina, and I'm your host. This is a podcast where I share some thoughts about different feelings that come up and offer a mindfulness practice at the end of each episode. My goal really is to um, build my own awareness of emotions as they arise in me and invite more curiosity as you're experiencing your own emotions. Today's episode is on love and (laughs) there are so many things to be said about love. I anticipate that I will record several episodes on this topic. Um, My recent explorations of love, my experience of love, have been bringing up new things for me, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, Love is many things. (laughs) And I like the idea. I like that I'm in a season of life where I'm not grasping onto one particular definition of love. And I am observing all of the places where love shows up in my life and how I experience love Um, in friendship, in romantic relationship, in uh, love for myself. (laughs) And probably the biggest revolution of my entire life and the most important work of my life is cultivating, nourishing, nurturing the love I have for myself because that love radiates outward. That love that nourishes me, that I can offer myself, creates a ripple effect. And ever since I was little, and perhaps the same is true for you, I've always heard this idea that, well, you can't really, you can't really love anyone and you can't really experience love until you love yourself and you can't fully receive anyone else's love until you learn to love yourself. And... That seems like a pretty simple statement, but I really don't think I fully understood it when I was younger because it was my sense that like 
well, of course I love myself. And I'm sure that was, I'm sure that's true. I'm sure there are aspects of myself that I love and appreciate. However, there were certainly aspects of myself that I couldn't love or rejected or ignored or turned away from because there was so so much shame around those parts of myself. There was so much, um, you know, difficulty around certain parts of my being that I, I couldn't even acknowledge it. And often these are the parts that get shamed by others. So we call that the shadow, right? It's the part of us that exists, that's very alive in us, that that's just hard to look at for one reason or another. And yeah, it is, it is a piece of the self that often, especially in our childhood, others give us the message that this expression of your being is not acceptable. This particular part of who you are is not okay. And that's pretty painful. So as, as creatures seeking connection, as creatures who seek love, when you're getting the message that a certain part of yourself that comes from your authentic expression is rejected by the folks around you, That's when the hiding starts. That's when the self-loathing seeps in. Because as children, we come in as full expressions of ourselves. <laughs> just, you know, imagine how we like just come in screaming and crying into the world. Like making the announcement that I am here. And then parts of us get dulled or muted or shut down and shut off. So really learning how to turn back towards our fully authentic expression and offering love to those shadow parts simply by just witnessing them and being like, oh, that's, this is a part of myself I have shame around and getting curious. Oh, bearing witness to the parts of ourselves that feel like we have to hide 
And now don't get me wrong. There are parts of ourselves that are certainly not, are difficult to express in appropriate ways. So for me, something challenging that comes up is, is the way that I express anger in, in relationships. Sometimes the way I express anger brings up shame for me. Um, a really simple example is if I'm triggered by something my daughter did or didn't do, um, sometimes I'll yell. And even just saying that, even admitting that as a parent, <laughs> as, a, <laughs> as a single parent, um, that I, I've yelled at my child brings up a tremendous amount of shame in me. And that's something that I can share out loud in a podcast because it's something that I'm willing to engage with. It's something that I'm willing to express curiosity about. I am willing to offer myself love, even though there are expressions of my anger that I really think are not okay. And I love myself for being willing to look at these shadow parts of myself. Because at the end of the day, the only way that we can transmute the parts of ourselves that we aren't particularly fond of is by having a willingness to look at those parts of ourselves with love and compassion. And I think that's the most magical thing about love is that it really encompasses so much. Like our loving feelings are inherently tied to feelings of hatred. And I'm sure people will like fight me on this, but hear me out for a second. Um, And I, I've mentioned Chris, uh, Kristen Neff so many times because her work is so has made a, a profound impact on my life. She has um, her most recent book is called Fierce Self Compassion, and she argues that uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say argues like her research supports the idea that offering self-compassion to yourself and others is not just this soft, gentle feeling. Sometimes that feeling is fierce and protective and can get into the realm of violence. Um, again, I'll use the example of, of motherhood, like what mother, what parent do you know wouldn't be inspired to feel feelings of hatred or violence when the object of their love is threatened. Now, I'm not justifying 
actions of hate. However, I am, I do think it's important to notice the things that inspire vitriol within all of us because I, it is a part of the human experience to feel feelings of hatred. And if we're unwilling to look at that, if we're unwilling to see what are the things that inspire hate, then we're unable to even just simply look at the things that we hate about ourselves. And then nothing changes. If, if, if we say just, and this is something that came up for me this week is exploring like how uncomfortable it is for me to acknowledge the feelings of hatred that arise when I'm feeling threatened or when I'm feeling unloved or rejected. The antidote to hatred in our world is not ignoring hatred. It's not pretending that it doesn't exist. And I think the most effective way to address hatred is by noticing the places where it exists in ourselves. Not othering the experience of hatred Because when we can see these experiences within ourselves as a part of our humanity, then we can offer compassion to folks who it would be easier for us to other or put in a box of or just completely write off someone for being hateful. And that's what we do with our prison systems, right? Someone does something hateful. Someone does something from a place of hate and we've all heard this before hurt people hurt people instead of addressing the hurt that created the hateful act um, that hurt is met with more hurt and violence and it's just a cycle that continues What if we could offer more compassion to folks who are expressing a lot of hatred? That sounds, that that might sound quite idealistic, but 
I really do think we can do a better job of facing ourselves so that we can be better, know better, do better. Love is, love is powerful. Arguably the most powerful emotion of the human experience. And I really do believe it is my life's work. And if I may be so bold, the, the work of humanity to return to a place of love. Return to love within ourselves first and foremost. Yeah, I'm curious to hear what this topic is inspiring in you. I think it's interesting that this discussion about love, you know, brings up a discussion about hatred. And I don't think hatred is um, the opposite of love. I think there. I think they can be, I think they're intimately connected. I think that hatred comes up when love is threatened or withheld. One of my favorite authors uh, on this topic is Bell Hooks, and she has a book, one of the first, actually the first uh, book I, I came across when I, when I learned of her and her work is called All About Love, um, where she, it's not, it's not a book about romance, it's a book about the human experience of love written from the perspective of written from an academic perspective, really. I highly recommend checking out the work of bell hooks. If you have not heard of them before. I'm excited to continue deepening my exploration of love first and foremost within myself and noticing how that transforms my relationships.
as a parent, as a daughter, as a partner, as an educator, as a friend. I think I'm learning that one of the safest places for the my expression of love is in friendship. In like true authentic friendships where you feel fully seen and fully heard and fully appreciated and safe to be your fully expressed authentic self. Love flourishes in an environment of safety. So how can we create more safety within ourselves? When the challenging, difficult, shameful parts of our authentic expression arise. How could we observe it with mindful awareness? How can we lean in instead of turn away? I think I'll end there for now and my invitation for you this week is to notice the feelings that hinder the love you offer yourself this week. Which can be as simple as noticing the moments where you're feeling guilt or shame and, and those are emotions that I think are hard initially to name if you're not really in a practice of it. But maybe something that's more accessible is, is noticing anger or frustration. Maybe not, I don't know, maybe not frustration, but definitely noticing anger and what's inspiring the anger. Or any emotion that feels challenging for you. Any emotion that feels like this is not something that I want to be feeling right now. And instead of pushing it away, what would it look like to, to really lean into it and get curious about it? Also, I've said it once, I've said it before, and I'll say it again and again and again. If this kind of work is feels like something that you have capacity for, it's really powerful to have support and guidance in therapy. <laughs> um, and, you know, maybe it's not talk therapy, but maybe it's art therapy, maybe it's music therapy, maybe it's, there are lots of different kinds of ways to access therapy as a means of personal growth, self-exploration. And sometimes, and I think we all could use a little help with that. So I definitely know I've been able to explore more deeply and more fully 
because of my therapeutic process. All right, let's get into our mindfulness practice for today. Find a settled, quiet spot. You can either lie down or just sit comfortably, sit with ease, allow the shoulders to soften down the back. Imagine the head is as light as a feather and is floating up toward the sky as your shoulders kind of melt in the opposite direction. And start to connect with the breath. Take a deep breath into the belly. And when you're ready, release. Take another deep breath in. And when you're ready, release the breath. One more time, take a deep breath in. And let it go. And in this moment, note any emotions that may be present for you. Notice if this emotion has a specific location in the body where it's felt sensationally. And maybe you're feeling neutral or whatever emotions that are present are hard to identify in the moment, and that's okay too. Sometimes it's easier to track emotion by tracking sensation in the body. Is there a place in the body that feels activated in this moment? So whatever part of the body that feels like there's sensation, where a sensation is alive, imagine taking a deep, actually take a deep breath into that space and imagine sending the breath to this part of the body. Take a deep breath in and let it go. With the breath, we can either allow ourselves to soften into the emotion, make more space for it, or simply observe it. Take a deep breath in and let it go. If it's an emotion that feels dense in the body, the breath can also create a little bit more softness and ease. 
Take a deep breath in and let it go. And just follow the breath for the next few minutes. Notice what it feels like to track sensation in the body. Perhaps it starts in one place and then it moves or expands with your attention. Whatever your experience is, see if you can simply observe it without judgment, without labeling the experience as good or bad, just allowing it to be exactly as it is and continuing to breathe in and breathe out. You can continue to breathe for as long as you like. And when you feel ready to end your breathing practice, note if there's any change in your experience of emotion from when you first started to the moment when you end your practice. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for practicing with me today. Thank you so much for your willingness to get curious about your feelings. Have a beautiful day.